red frogs and schoolies are practically synonymous. As Andy says, anywhere that young people get to, the froggies are there. The froggies are there walking schoolies safely back to their hotel, looking after them passed out on benches and literally saving lives from thoughts of suicide. Andy Goulet started Red Frogs in the 90s when he saw the destruction and danger firsthand. It's now an international organisation in over 12 countries. After driving the ute up to sunny Malulabar, Andy and I chatted about his incredible story and influence of Red Frogs, as well as Andy's own personal faith journey. I'm Carl Fays, and this is my interview with Andy Goulet. So Andy, in 1997, you found yourself in Schoolies Week in the Gold Coast. Why were you there? Mate, so I was running uh, skateboarding clubs in Brizzy for five years and my young skaters got to year 12 and went down the coast. And back in the day, it was a pretty dangerous place. A lot of fights and one punch incidents. And uh, I was really worried about my young crew that were down there. So I actually went down to look after them. Actually, you gave me a ring to come down. What happened there that, what experience there kind of influenced you most? Mate, just seeing 30,000 on the Gold Coast and, and like stuff coming off buildings and kids doing nudie runs down Surface Paradise and Main Mall and, and just seeing hotel managers with these eyes like dinner place going, how do I look after 400 young people in my building? And being a youth worker, yep. I felt so sorry for them, mate. I went, yeah, look, do you want a hand? The, those hotel managers, do you think they, were they kind of worried for themselves, worried for the kids or mixture? Oh, mate, A, B and C, all the above. It's yeah. like they're worried about property damage in the buildings, kids doing silly stuff off those verandas, uh, you know, kids vomiting, kids emotional yep. uh, through alcohol, and then also the, the body corporates as yep. well that, that they, they are accountable to. So but there's so many issues. It's just it's overwhelming for them. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon were the values of our community that play out in schoolies? Yeah, I think, look, back in the day, Aussie culture is all, a lot of socialising around the grog and the alcohol. It's almost like our culture says you must drink to fit. Yeah. You must drink to have a good time. Uh, and back in the day, it was all about the drinking and yeah. all about waking up passed out under a wheelie bin with peas and carrots on your shirt and then you've had a good schoolies. But, but it made, yeah. it's changed and the, the culture is changing in such a positive way and we're seeing a lot of positive shifts in our culture, particularly young Aussies. So you're saying that today it's not as you know, bad as it was in those earlier years? Oh, chalk and cheese, absolutely amazing. Um, there's so many more non-drinkers these days. Young people, about 40, 50% aren't drinking and um, you end up just playing Uno up in the, in the <laughs> hotel rooms with them these days. But look, yeah. the, the ones that are drinking are still going hard and, the, and now drugs are in play as well. Yep. And mix that with a lot of mental health issues, it can get you know quite sketchy down there. But the majority, they're looking after themselves. They're walking yep. each other home. Uh, so much more of a social justice, social mm. consciousness mm. about them. Yep. And uh, they're doing our job for us, which is, yep. is great. So Andy, why red frogs? Mate, we were crashing parties back in the day. The hotels would have us in the buildings, teams of four going floor to floor, looking after kids, passed out in rooms. We're having trouble getting into doors. We'd be knocking on the doors and they'd go, who are you guys? And it took us about 10 minutes to explain who we were. But we went to a local corner store, got a big bag of these red frogs, 
went back up to the schoolies building. We knocked on this door. As soon as the door opened, they just went, red frogs, <laughs> dragged us in and just got us yeah. into parties yeah, so straight yeah. away. So how many red frogs do you give away now? Mate, 24 tonnes of red frogs, uh, equivalent to about two semi-trailer loads of red frogs a year we go wow. through, through all our programs. Do you have to introduce yourself every year? Like, do they, do they know that you're coming or is it like the same response to, hey, red frogs? Mate, the recognition is amazing and we, we talk to 68,000 in high school education programs and the first question I ask is who's heard of red frogs? 90% of the hands go up. They all know about us. Brothers and sisters have talked about it, seen us on the media, they've researched us online. Uh, froggies are like nearly the most popular people at schoolies. So how many volunteers do you have working with you? Mate, we have about four and a half thousand volunteers, predominantly from about 390 different churches of all different denominations. And they supply big teams to come and help out during schoolies week and university parties, music festivals and a whole range of events around Australia. So why do they volunteer? The main age group we deal with in volunteers is 18 to 23 year olds. And most of them have a really high social justice, uh, social welfare bent on them to make a difference in their community and to be culturally relevant in their in their generation too. And we get a great bunch of young people to come out and volunteer. And it's amazing. They pay to come to volunteer at schoolies. They pay $300 to clean up vomit, walk kids home, stay up all hours. They're a bunch of legends. And the Red Frog volunteers are just the, the absolute heroes in this story. So you've said it's better now than it used to be, but what do those volunteers do? Oh, look, the dangers are still there. We've seen a 75% drop in sexual assaults over schoolies weeks. And one of the one of the key things is the walk-home teams. We do over 5,000 walk-homes during schoolies where our teams find schoolies, pass that down the beaches, walking home by themselves and walk them home safely. We, we put a GPS tracker on one of our walk-home teams. They average about 21 k's a night. Should be called Red Frog Biggest Loser over that time too. <laughs> but through that, that early intervention, harm prevention is so important. And just getting to things just in time, not after time. And yeah. we've seen a great reduction in sexual assaults, uh, alcohol in, in toxins and all those things because of that early intervention. Yeah. So this started on the Gold Coast, but where is it now? Is it other states, other countries, other institutions? Yeah, mate, uh, schoolies for us is 17 locations in Australia, plus three islands in Fiji, Bali. We also do seven locations in South Africa and also Zimbabwe. But also bigger than schoolies, universities is our biggest program. We're in about 1,200 events in just about every university in Australia, but our university programs got into New Zealand, South Africa, Wales, Scotland, England, 21 cities in Canada, now frat houses in the US. So it's about 1.3 million uh, uni students around the world our program's in. We also do music festivals, sporting events, board rider events, anywhere that young people get to, the froggies are there. So this obviously is very expensive, the volunteers pay to go, but how, what other support do you have? Yeah, look, our biggest supporters are corporates. Companies come in and, uh, like, say, Allens donate 24 tonnes of red frogs. Uh, Optus help us with our red frog hotline. But also a lot of companies sponsor and donate to our cause. And we have a thing called Friends of the Frog, where companies can, can become a friend of the frog and donate every month. And then we have ex-alumni workers. There's like 8,417 ex-workers since 2011 alone. And they're jumping in to just become a friend of the frog for $10 a month. So we have a big supporter base out there. And also through not-for-profits and then a little bit from government as well. 
So when you put all that together, what's an annual budget? Uh, our budget ranges every year between 1.8 to 2.1 mil we raise. And again, uh, through the generosity of uh, a lot of people that want to make a difference but don't want to be out there cleaning up vomit and walking people home and but still love the work that the Red Froggies do. Yeah. In the corporates, what motivates them to give to Red Frogs? I think as a corporate these days, you need to have a high level of uh, social activation and community care, and also a community footprint. And a lot of people are very into cause-driven companies, companies that actually care and actually do something in their world, not just be all about the money, not yeah. just be all about profits. And I think there's some really amazing uh, CEOs out there, there's some amazing companies that want to exist for more than just the dollar, to actually make a difference, to make a change in the young generation. And they're investing in their future employees. These are all the future doctors, lawyers, CEOs that we look after for a whole week while they still haven't grown a brain yet. <laughs> so it's really investing into their future workforce and they see that investment and a, and a big part of what we do. This podcast is brought to you by the Ministry of Olive Tree Media. Our vision is to create a library of resources that tell the story of the game-changing message of Jesus. This interview was recorded for our latest documentary, Faith Runs Deep. Our other award-winning series, Jesus the Game Changer and Towards Belief, plus many other small group, church and school series are available on our Watch Plus platform for a small monthly partnership. As you partner with us, you not only get access to compelling video content and interactive discussion guides, but you also support the creation of more resources that help share the gospel message. To become a partner and get access to Faith Runs Deep, visit olivetreemedia.com.au. So, Annie, um, what, are the, what are the venues around Australia like? Uh, you know, these sort of southeast Queensland venues that people come to? Yeah, look, it starts actually up at Tinneroo Dam up in Cairns, oh, wow. right down to, um, used to be Maggie Island and then down to Ellie Beach and then comes yep. down to even Rainbow Beach and up this region, uh, Rainbow, even Fraser Island now. Yep. And then down here you've got Noosa, uh, Pridgeon Beach, uh, Caloundra and then down to the Gold Coast. And then Byron Bay is probably one of the second biggest on the East wow. Coast. Well, now, when you say biggest, say in Byron Bay in the last couple of years, how many schoolies would be at Byron About Bay? About 10,000, uh, mainly Victorians and New South Wales. And then also uh, for the Goldies, about 23,000 week one, 14 yep. week two. Wow. So it's, that's almost 40. Yeah, yeah, 40 just there, and then they spread out. They go down, you know, little pockets in Terrigal and Port Macquarie and Coffs Harbour, and yep. then, uh, but then also Victoria. Yeah. Lawn Torquay, Phillip Island, Rye are right. massive there as well. So your average schoolie, how long do they go for? Like, is it a week? It's a week, yeah, okay. a week, yeah. I have met a schoolie that's done three weeks. So I've met him <laughs> uh, at Airlie Beach, and then yeah. I met him on the Gold Coast, and then I met him in Lawn in, oh, in wow. uh, Victoria, the same kid. Yep. Yeah, because he was uh, from the Gold, from Victoria originally, uh, went up with Maester Early, went to school on the Gold Coast, and then said three schoolies. Oh wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so what do you, I mean, you say you're you're saying that there's not as much drinking. Hmm. 
What do you do for a week with a bunch of your mates? Yeah, just beach and uh, yeah, they get bored. They, by <laughs> the uh, by the Wednesday, they they fully yeah are looking to do stuff. But again, they're going to the beach more and having fun and yep. looking after yep. their mates. And but they hit the dance parties. There's big dance parties every yep. night in a lot of locations. So they yep. they do that. But uh, and then look, I I've ended up playing chess lately at schoolies. <laughs> the big thing is uh, versus the boss frog in chess. Every is school right? is the best chess player. Well, I can I can hold my own. I want something <laughs> exceptionally good they're not going to make a series about nah, you just yet <laughs> no but against drunk schoolies i can take them out mate but uh the old queen's gambit series got yeah, fired yeah. up on chess so oh gosh, last year i was at byron bay in this park with this chess ball with 40 schoolies huddled around me and they're all chanting and the police thought it was a riot they came over <laughs> saw me playing chess and go what is going on here i think if this is the worst problem ever school is going to be a good year i reckon wow. the police are thinking wow so. that's a, that's amazing andy that is amazing uh, you, the, um, the interaction with most your volunteers do you have to train them you know and how to be interaction or just pick decent people yeah look we do we do a lot of training on uh the do's and don'ts of what you yep. do in a hotel room and the, in a, being in a team a lot of safety yep. stuff most yep. of that stuff's referral yep. uh, again we have great relationships with uh, mental health clinics to ambos yep. to police yep. to um you know a whole range of other services so our things if you see something that doesn't look right, it probably isn't, and you yeah. ring someone. So it's yes. all about catch and pass for us. Okay. And don't, okay. allow, don't allow that to rest with you. There are people that know more than you, and it's just about all floating to them. So getting there just in time, not, not yep. after time, is our big thing. And yep. unfortunately, we get those suicide ideations every year in mental Ooh. health where the teams get to intervene in about 36 of them every year. And wow. uh, just being right building, right yeah. floor, right time is just incredible. Um, so it's not it's not an over exaggeration to say you're there saving lives. It is absolutely not an exaggeration. I yeah. say saving lives. It, they literally do every year. And uh, we had three uh, last year. It was quite unusual where uh, the sunny coast became a really big location, and um, uh, our teams got the three suicide ideations within two hours. Wow. Uh, so it. tell me about you. Obviously, you can't say the person, etc. But tell me about what does one of those stories look like? Yeah, look, uh, just drinking too much, broken up with their girlfriend, boyfriend, also being on medication, antidepressants, where the yeah. alcohol mixes with that and just throws them out of kilter wow. and then they yep. start thinking about a permanent solution for a temporary problem. Yep. And yep. and the amount of times we've run into that young person the next day and they've come up and given you the biggest hope saying, that just wasn't me last night. I didn't even uh, know what I was wow. thinking in that. Yeah. And it's just they were literally out of their mind and, and yep. not in a right space. And yep. so thankful for the team being there, right place, right time. It's just incredible. Because it, it's there's a reminder that they are very young. Yeah, they? yeah, absolutely. Maybe and it's just me. They're getting younger every year, Andy. Well, mate, I think, <laughs> I think they're being made to grow up earlier. They're exposed yep. to so much information now that you normally wouldn't yep. deal with till you're in your 20s. But you've got 13-year-olds trying to cope with yeah. issues you wouldn't wow. face till you're seven years later. And that lack of being able to cope or emotionally be able yeah. to cope with adult issues is a real thing. And hence, yeah. no wonder we have mental health issues. And, and they're just growing up too quick. Andy, has your motivation changed? You went to first schoolies in 1997 to help the kids that you supported. What's your motivation now? 
Yeah, look, it has changed, and, and but the original core thing hasn't changed, where it's all about the one, and it's all about helping the one. And look, even though we look after 70,000 schoolies in 17 locations, it's all about that one you help that, that makes all the difference, that one kid that you prevent from doing something really, really serious during that time. But for me, I guess it's, it's grown from that initial love of the one to seeing those many ones all around Australia now. Personally, is faith a part of that for you? Oh, faith's been a massive journey for me. I come from a non-church background and started going to church when I was 17. I call it like a spiritual wedgie experience. As <laughs> I got reefed by the big fella saying, Goulet, life's not about your accounting degree, your mates, your Reds memberships. It's actually about him and others. And it totally, totally messed with me that, hey, I need to be thinking about something bigger than myself. And, and Red Frogs wouldn't exist without that faith experience, without that faith journey, and that incredible uh, experience at 17 for me, which radically changed my life. How did it radically change you? I think by just not being a selfish person. I think we get caught up in, in the me world, where it's about my career, my friends, just what I want to do. And it just makes you think about bigger things than others. And, and real, real, real happiness is in others. Real happiness isn't chasing yourself and chasing your dreams and what you want to do, but it's in helping others. And, and that reaching out, creating margins for others is a big thing. And that, that's radically changed how I live and my value system yeah. as well. Was that in your family? Was there, was there faith in your family? Uh, yeah, but around my family line, there's bits and pieces. Um, uh, and I think you've got to be thankful for my, my granddad too, gave me my first Bible when I was 15. And, and um, you know, as a 15 year old, you don't read it, but it gave me a bit of a consciousness there that, hey, you know, I should be thinking about other things as well. Uh, but, but yeah, there's always that influence. I've got a great family and that's been a massive influence on me. And also my wife's family yeah. has been a great influence on me as well. You, you said over, three, over 300 churches send volunteers to schoolies. Do you see your volunteers change as they do schoolies? Yeah, it's an amazing experience as volunteers come out and realise that they can make a difference. And, and that uh, once they do that week, it really wakes them up to say, hey, these kids party every week like this. Schoolies isn't this suddenly everyone's drinking. They're doing this every weekend. And yeah. it really wakes up to say, hey, I can, be a, I can help my mates every week, that I can be designated driver, I can walk them home. I can be out there looking after my friends every week. So we really use schoolies as a wake up to say, hey, listen, this isn't, this isn't just one week a year, it's 365 days yeah. a year. You can be a difference. The interesting thing is that these kids who come from Christian, uh, a Christian environment go down to schoolies, they're not actually motivated to kind of get into that lifestyle. They're not sort of saying, hey, I'm missing out. They see it as a way of helping people in need. Yeah, look, vomit all over yourself isn't really attractive, mate, and waking up when your head feels like it's been hit by a semi-trailer. And, and, and the biggest thing, our guys are there getting their highs naturally and supernaturally and just, just loving life and having fun. And, and I must admit, more this generation is doing that. It's, it's, alcohol isn't as big a thing as what it was. There's so many more kids wanting to just enjoy the beaches and they're more of a cafe latte generation than a, than a beer generation these days. And there's been a really positive shift in youth culture in that way. Does their interaction, the schoolies interaction with Red Fox volunteers, does that help shift their values? Yeah, I think so. It's a great reflection on the church in Australia too, that they see a bunch of young people that aren't judging them, aren't, you know, criticising them, aren't there uh, trying to, I don't know, bash around the head with a Bible, but they're walking them home, loving on them and just accepting them from where they're at. And that, that I think, is a great reflection of what the church really is in Australia. Yeah.
This series is called Faith Runs Deep. Andy, how do you see faith running deep in Australia? Yeah, look, I think uh, most people have, uh, you know, a little journey they're on uh, of discovery and life meaning and purpose. And, and we just hope through Red Frogs we can help steer people in, you know, in a positive way and, and really, you know, take them on that journey of their self-discovery. Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's journey is personal. And I think that you can never put someone in a box. And I hate all these boxes we're putting people in these days that you're in this category or that category. Everyone is so unique. Everyone's so different. And to put people in boxes is just one of the most criminal things we're doing in this, this society. Thank you for joining me on this podcast as I unearth stories of faith in Australia. To watch the full Faith Runs Deep series and all Olive Tree Media content, go to olivetreemedia.com.au and sign up to the Watch Plus platform and partner with us today.